Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Chris Talks Games. As always, my name is Chris, and I'm going to talk about games with you guys today. So yeah, uh, fun little show for tonight. Um, I've got some good stuff to talk about. Um, certainly a game at the moment. Uh, but as always, let's start off with some news. Okay, so first up is a little title. We'll be talking about a bit later on in the show. Um, but it is Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And it seems to have had a very successful launch, a big start to its um, release. Nintendo have made a press release stating that they have sold 10 million copies of the game in the first three days. Um, It is by far the biggest selling or biggest launch for a Legend of Zelda title. So it's the biggest launch for the Legend of Zelda series. Um, Didn't quite beat Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violets sales last year um i think they had a slightly bigger launch um but very much um a very strong launch and wasn't far between behind or behind those games it was quite impressive considering there is the two different versions of uh pokemon sky and violet and a lot of people bought both or the dual pack so um so yeah a very strong start to Tears of the Kingdom. Um, like I say, I'm not, not going to stay on this too long because that is then the cat out of the bag now, the main topic of conversation for today's show. So, on to the next news story. Okay, so my last show was all about Microsoft and their year so far and how it hadn't been a great one, to be brutally honest. Um, but... They have had some good news. The EU has approved their takeover of Activision Blizzard. So, uh, going against the CMA's decision, they have approved it, um, which does give some leverage for Microsoft to do a appeal against CMA or just to not publish the Activision Blizzard stuff in the UK, not have it and Game Pass in the UK, which would be annoying and frustrating. But um, they might have to do it just to get around it all. Um, but uh, the EU did approve the deal, but they did also have concerns about the cloud gaming stuff. Um, so I think they have um, issued some concessions that Microsoft have agreed to and said that they'll honour. Um, the biggest one is like a free license for Activision Blizzard games and Call of Duty games uh, for streaming services so that gamers can play or stream Call of Duty and other Activision Blizzard games through the um, different, for any different cloud streaming service they wish to choose. So the Microsoft will be able to make it so that the games can be played on whatever 
cloud gaming service people want to use it on. Um, a lot of people are a bit kind of concerned why cloud gaming is such an issue right now. You've got to remember these competition authorities are looking more long-term, like 10 to 20 years in the future. And what effect it will have on the industry. And cloud gaming is an area that, if they manage to get it all going smoothly, could be the next evolution in console gaming. Like, you wouldn't have a need to download or uh, use physical media that you'll be streamed and using the streaming services and cloud services. So... That's why um, it is quite a big deal for them to keep an eye on all the cloud gaming stuff. But it is a bit of good news for Microsoft. They do have, have to wait for the American authority to make their decision. Um, and that is during the next month or so, I imagine. Um, but it is a big... Um, Big thing if they decide to back CMA or would they decide to go against the CMA and approve it like the EU did. Um, a lot of people say the American decision is the kind of the thing that will sway it as in happening or not. So if the American organisation does approve it, um, then it is likely to go ahead in some form. What I mean specifically if for the UK market remains to be seen, but it'll make it a lot easier for them to, uh, to proceed. If it does get um, denied, um, yeah, if it does get denied by the American, it, well, Americans, it probably means that the deal won't really be able to proceed further, so... Microsoft have had a little bit of a victory, but it does hang in the balance still, so it doesn't see where it goes next. Uh, last bit of news for today, as we do three new stories, is Sony have announced their next PlayStation Showcase, which is happening on the 24th of May, so next week, at the time of recording. Um, been well over a year since their Pacific, last Pacific PlayStation Showcase they've had, various um, different uh, state of plays and stuff like that, but uh, the PlayStation Showcase is where they do tend to make a big, a lot of big first-party first announcements and um, some of the big third-party deals they've got in place. Uh, it has been confirmed to be over an hour long, um, and it is being confirmed to be PlayStation 5 and PSVR 2 stuff, so there will be VR 2 games being shown off. Um, I know it has reportedly had quite a weak launch, so it's been interesting to see exactly what they've got software-wise. You know, they've got any big hitters coming up for the service. or well, not service, the device. Um, I'm interested to see what PS5 games have got. There has been a list of rumoured or expected games. Um, expected because they've already been announced. Uh, rumoured because... There's been a lot of rumours surrounding them. Um, Spider-Man 2 is pretty much a lock-in because it is due out this year, potentially September, October time. Um, so, yeah, that is pretty much guaranteed to be there with a bit of a spotlight on it. And Somniac had 
Also announced they're working on Wolverine games. It's whether they show that here as well. Whether they wait for Spider-Man 2 to, co to come out before they start showing that off. We could get a new trailer or like a follow-up trailer to the announcement trailer. In terms of some of the third-party stuff that they've got, um, could have the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, another trailer for that, uh, which is the second part of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, obviously, it's only had the exclusivity deal for that. And Final Fantasy XVI as well is obviously out in June, so we could get into trailer or like a little kind of, like, yeah, like a little trailer just to remind people it's coming out. Uh, in terms of Sony First Party stuff, the Last of Us multiplayer could be shown off. We've not got much news on that recently. And Death Stranding 2 obviously has been announced. as whether you get any more information on Death Stranding 2. Um, these are kind of like in the expected category because obviously they're things that have been announced that people know about. Um, so it's whether we're going to get any more updates from this. Um yeah, I'll move a bit more into rumour territory about what could be there now. Um, there are constant rumours circulating around that Sony's working very much with Konami for getting some of their franchises on PS5 and funding projects and getting exclusivity for stuff. So obviously you've got Silent Hill 2 remake, which Sony have got an exclusivity deal for. So that's going to be there potentially. Um, remake of Metal Gear Solid 3 has constantly been rumoured um, and it's meant to be being announced at a big Sony event and this is the next big Sony event so um, a remake of Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater is being touted to be there. A lot, lot, lot of people online are saying they expect it to be there. Um, alongside the Castlevania series, something from that potentially. Uh, Castlevania has been rumoured to be getting another game or something going on with the series. Um, but whether it ends up being a PS5 exclusive or actually being real is up in the air. Uh, Twisted Metal is another one I think people are expecting. I think it's been announced, but it's whether it's going to be there. Uh, Ghosts of Tsushima 2. Um, again, Sucker Punch are reportedly working on it. I think Sucker Punch is the developer who made it. I uh, know well, they are by well, the Sony developers. Um, if I have said the wrong studio, I apologise. But uh, yeah, it's something that um, a lot of people think they will be working on, given the success of the first game. And um, also the fact that they had Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. They had the remake for that, and they were doing stuff with that. So um, a lot of people rumoured that they could be showing off because um, they had like a CGI announcement trailer but a lot of people are saying they could show a trailer here for Knights of the Old Republic um, so yeah it could be an interesting uh, event next week um, they're, they're expecting it to be over in about an hour or over an hour so plenty of time for stuff to be there but it depends on how long a spotlight they put on solar projects and obviously there have been rumours circulating about the new or like the revised uh, PS5 console. Um, a lot of people are expecting there to be a new model that has the option to, for a removable disk drive. So it won't be the same as the PS5 digital. So apparently the digital one won't have the ability to add the 
or plug the disk drive into it. Um, but it could come in and take over from the current digital one and they could sell the disk drive separately. Um, so you could go to that one, one skew or one unit technically and just have the disk drive or detachable disk drive. Whether or not that actually does happen is, again, up in the air. Uh, it does seem a bit strange having a removable disk drive, but it does give the flexibility and simplifies it a bit for Sony. Um, they only have to have one model PS5 available. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see they do announce that next week and what they do with the PSVR 2 and what games I've got to show off for that. Um, but yeah, that kind of wraps up the news for this week, and on to the main subject. Okay, so, uh, Tears of the Kingdom is out. Tears of the Kingdom is here. Um, I've been playing it for about 10 hours in, so I'm not massively far in, but I want to give my first initial thoughts and impressions on it. Um... And, and yeah, like, what I think of the game so far, and uh, general conversations like that, but, um, but yes, we are going to start with basically the beginning of the game, like, a lot of people, but I have been watching gameplay videos as well, I kind of haven't watched people once they get back down to Hyrule, purely because I think that's where it branches out and people do different things and it all goes in different directions. Um, so yeah, I've been kind of quite intrigued to see how different people have been handling different situations and different puzzles. And I am quite surprised and there is a lot of, um, lot of different ways of handling different Chat, uh, puzzles and challenges how some of the people have done some of the dungeons or things we have found by exploring or I didn't think to explore um, yeah the, the beginning of the game in particular is something that everyone is going pretty crazy about um, there are going to be spoilers for the beginning of the game um, so if you do want to no, I'm not going to go into too much detail but um, I will discuss like things that happen. So, um, if you don't really want to hear what's what's going on, you can choose the po- choose to leave the podcast now. Um, but if you want to hear my general thoughts, then do carry on listening. So, like, so I'm not going to go super in deep, um, but there will be kind of. A few story elements. To be fair, the story elements are kind of set up for the for the for the game. So once you get into the game, it's not going to be too too different, really. But, but yeah, the start of the game is something that has thrown a lot of people. Before you even get to a title screen or um, a menu or anything like that, you jump. You start the game up. Then you got the. Nintendo presents The Legend of Zelda, then Tears of the Kingdom, and then he goes straight into a cutscene. Um, and it's Zelda and Link exploring some tunnels under the Hyrule Castle. And the first little section of the game is literally you and Zelda walking through these tunnels and caves underneath the castle. Um, 
And one thing you notice pretty quickly is your hearts and stamina are completely maxed out. Um, which, given it's the beginning of the game, you know is not going to last. Um, yeah, we you work your way through these tunnels, making certain discoveries about different artifacts and things you find in your way. Um, there's a really cool bit where you find a lot of mules on the wall. Um, it's effectively depict um, an old legend that Zelda's been told. Um, so she's working through the mules and saying how she's learned about it in old texts and documents. Um, now it seems to confirm this legend to be real kind of thing. And then you carry on deeper. Um, the main reason you're under the castle anyway is there is something called gloom, which is working its way up from underneath the castle. It seems to be that once it gets outside, it kind of gets thicker and makes people unwell or makes people ill. Um, so Zelda and Link have come down to try and find the source of it and work out what's going on and what's causing it. And then you get to the chamber that we saw in the first announcement trailer where you got the big swirling uh, green stream of magic going down towards this um, mummified quartz for the best way of describing it. Um, so you got this glowing green arm which is putting down this this mummy and something I think is kind of where the title comes from, Tears of the Kingdom. You have these little golden tears by the looks of it. I know in the mural, this probably is a bit spoilery because I don't know if it does play into the story later on. But in the mural, there is a depiction of two tear-shaped things. Um, so I'm assuming there's a little tear object that falls off and ends up with Zelda <coughs> picking it up is one of those things from the murals. So that's me putting two and two together, probably getting about ten, because this is Zelda and it could go anywhere. But for me, it seems to be this ancient artifact from the murals and potentially a tier of the kingdom that's helping keep the corpse contained. Um, we had a severed arm and this tear fall off the mummy um, before you even get your as you approach it. And then the mummy effectively comes back to life, tries to attack Zelda, Link jumps in the way, and as I say, you, you end up back to square one with your hearts and stamina after that. Um, and then there's, these are kind of things that have been seen in the trailers, especially the final trailer. So you see the attack on Link. Um, and then you see the castle rising and uh, Zelda falling. So, so far, so much in the trailer. After you dive down to try and save Zelda, you end up being grabbed by the um, by the severed arm and then being dragged upwards and then it goes black. And then, very much like Breath of the Wild, uh, you wake up in a strange room, basically. Um... And, yeah, that's where, you, where the adventure starts proper, really. Um, 
the last sword as has been seen in trailers and pictures of and that it has been damaged by the attack underneath Hyrule Castle um, and you get informed that due to your injuries you have a new arm effectively they had to replace your arm to save you and you are sent on your way to explore the Great Sky Island very much like this Great Plateau but it seems to be much more vast um, this Great Sky Island is there's a lot to explore, basically, and a lot of worlds set up. Um, and very much similar to Breath of the Wild, you have to visit different shrines to get your abilities back. Um, and this is where it gets quite ingenious inside of puzzles and stuff like that. There is some really, really cool stuff there. Um, and the new abilities are really cool. Um the one thing we do miss is the bombs. Uh, you used to be able to get bombs um, from a lot of things, but they have now got more ways of getting fire or bomb arrows, so uh, you can beat bomb plants and get and pick up bomb bomb seeds, basically, from that, which attached to arrows turned into bombs. Um, but yeah, there's some very cool challenges and puzzles. Um and a lot of worlds set up, a lot of stories set up. Um, and something that kind of links back to Ocarina of Time, so a lot of people are placing this into the Ocarina timeline, um, is while well, the sages Waru seems to make an appearance in this, so you do speak to his own eye, and um, yeah, I think Zone Eye is something that we're kind of have been referenced throughout the Zelda's franchise, but this is the first time they're kind of massively a thing that I'm aware of. I don't know a lot about the Zelda lore. I haven't played it that deeply, unfortunately. But, like I said, there is a lot of cool things to explore, lots of new enemies to to find, especially the, the, the soldier constructs. Um, and so it can be quite tough, actually, like... A lot of ways of breaking out puzzles, and especially if you don't get the building quite right or stuff, it can cause issues. Like, I made a boat, but managed to completely mess it up. So, um, yeah, I managed to completely mess the boat up, so it didn't go where I needed it to, and I got stuck and kind of. Drowned effectively because of the stamina wheel cape went out when I was trying to swim back to the shore. Um, but the stuff still stayed in the middle of the river, so I then had to find another way of building a boat to get across the river. Um, but yeah, uh, the game does make you think and it's working your way around different situations and issues that you sometimes might find yourself having. Um, but yeah, and once you've worked your way through all the shrines on the Sky Island, you then start making your way down to Hyrule. Um, the great thing about Hyrule is there are some familiar bits as well as the changes that have happened in the world since. Um, 
I, was, I didn't do too much around Castle Town when I was playing through um, Breath of the Wild because I didn't get that close to the castle. But it is pretty cool it's in that area. Um, and some of the characters that you met in Breath of the Wild do return in this game. So I have met Robbie and Pura. Um, it's pretty cool seeing them again. And yeah, the shrines are very much very quite clever. There's a lot of stuff going on with um, making use of new abilities, especially Ultra Hand. Ultra Hand does seem to be the go-to in terms of um, doing different things and solving puzzles. Um, but sends really cool ability. Uh, really cool, I've used it a couple of times. Uh, Helped me out of quite a tight spot in one of my latest videos. And the amount of times I died trying to do something, then I managed to end up re doing recall on an object and um, getting around what was causing me issues. That was pretty cool. Um, and... Yeah, the fuse stuff is absolutely great. The amount of things you can fuse together is pretty awesome. Uh, especially with kind of like shields and things like that. Um, you get some cool stuff. And at the end of our last video, I did actually make it to a very familiar locale. I have, land, I have managed to climb up to the Great Plateau. So I am back to one of the... Um, iconic areas from Breath of the Wild, which is pretty cool. Um, I think next time I do play on stream, which hopefully can be over this weekend, I will be trying to get up to see if I can get to the Cave of Resurrection where we start the game in Breath of the Wild, see if that's a thing we can get to. Uh, there's no guarantees we'll be able, be able to get there. Um, it'd be pretty cool Easter egg if they did have that there. Um, but yes, very much something that is really cool to see. Um, but a lot of the shrines do make you think as well. Like there is a pinball theme shrine that I did have a go at. I just couldn't work out what to do. So I've gone back or come out of it. And I need to go back at some point to see if I can work out how to do it. I think I've have had, I had an idea since I played it of how it might work so I'm gonna have a look and see if I can um get that working but it is very much a very good game um I'm gonna talk more, more about how the game plays um it is pretty smooth it is 30 frames per second and it does dip sometimes especially if there's a lot going on the screen um but not always to a level that does heavily affect your gameplay. Um, I've seen some people say online that they have had issues where <coughs> <coughs> they experienced some slowdown. It did actually impact their uh, battle against an enemy or a boss. So for them, it was a bit of an inconvenience having a bit of a frame drop. Um, but for me, I haven't really noticed too many issues with it, so um, I'm feeling okay about that, personally. Um, but yeah, I am 
really enjoying my time with the game. It's got a much stronger story element for me so far, which is something I quite like. So I like being sent in the direction of doing things. Um, even though I have seemed to have run off completely the wrong direction, uh, they do seem to want me to go to Rito Village, but I've been doing other stuff and, like I say, end up on the, the Great Plateau. So, um, so, yeah, it's very much you can do what you want to do, um, which is pretty cool. Um, I love trying to get up to the Sky Islands. Like, I did it in the last video I'd done and obviously the first video when I was on there properly. Um but trying to get out to the sky and explore those is pretty awesome. And the towers are pretty cool. The towers are very different now. Um, still a bit of a nightmare to get to. Um, that's why I've died several, several times. And then I managed to find a way to use recall to my advantage and get to the tower, which kind of helped a lot. But yeah, the world looks great. The music's really good. Um, I like the slightly stronger element of story going on. Uh, I think it very much is a thing to keep me going with it and keep me in involved and give me a sense of direction. I think the other thing with Breath of the Wild, I did kind of feel like I was just walking, walking aimlessly a bit. Um, but I did really... Enjoy my time with it. I am enjoying my time with Tears of the Kingdom. Like, I do seem to have made a lot of improvements on Breath of the Wild. The fact it was just built for Switch rather than the Wii U as well, I think, shows. And yes, a sense of exploration. Uh, the wonder. And it's, I, there's so many people saying they can't put it down, and I can understand why. Um, I am trying to pace myself in terms of time I'm spending on it. I don't want to spend entire days and too fair a lot of time I can't dictate that much time to it because I've got other things to do. I've been working, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yes, I am very much looking forward to getting stuck into this further even more. But this builds up my initial thoughts of the game. I do think it controls brilliantly. Uh, it's a of challenge, but it makes you think. Like, how can you get around this, how you can do, how can you do something differently. And like I say, just from watching different people play in the beginning of the game, compared to how I've done it, there are so many differences and approaches to things. Um, so many different approaches to different things. And it's goes to show that anything goes. Like, and Ayanuma, the uh, producer for the series, has said that that's what excites him the team, looking and seeing how gamers handle certain situations. And it's not like cheating the game or cheating the system. It's if the game lets you do it, you can do it. And like the imagination is the limit for for people basically. Um Well, I think people do seem to be taking it out on the corks a bit, like attaching rockets to the to the corks and then blasting them off. So many people are going to try and get as high as they can and try and get into space. Um, but yeah, it is it's amazing how much different things you can do with a game and the world. Um, so interactive, so kind of... So much physics-based and 
You can tell why it took so long to develop because there's so much that could just completely break and ruin the game. Um, but the fact they've managed to get it all working, um, other developers from other companies have said they don't know how Nintendo have done it. Um, fit form fairly well on a system like the Switch. Um, I've seen one say developer com- compare the Zelda team to Miracle Workers. They're saying like how they've got that done, they'll never know. Um, and yeah, uh, there was a big argument going around like is Tears of the Kingdom just a $70 DLC for Breath of the Wild? Because obviously say, oh, it's the same Hyrule, it's the same maps and stuff like that. But they have added a whole lot more to it. Uh, there's a section I'm about to dive into, which I know a lot of people are talking about. I haven't experienced it yet, so I can't really comment on it too much. But that is the the depths or the underground on Hyrule. Like those big chasms have opened up. So you can go under the surface of Hyrule and and there's going to be a big cave network to go around and explore. So, yeah, that is something I'm heading to in my next video, which I'm quite excited to get stuck into. Um, and definitely something to look out for. Um, so I think my plan of action for the next tower play and next video I do will be looking for the tower on the Great Plateau, get that map, and then get that sorted and... And yeah, but I am very much enjoying, um, very, very much enjoying playing Tears of the Kingdom so far. Um, and yeah, I do finally recommend it on the first few hours I've played. Um, I am looking to get through a decent chunk of the game. Uh, at the moment it is, unfortunately, finding time, because uh, I've got Works taking up a lot more time at the moment, unfortunately, which is a bit of a shame. But definitely something I am determined to get through quite a bit of. And yeah, so that's going to wrap up my general thoughts of Tears of Kingdom so far. Very much drawn me in, very much something I want to get back to. Um, and something I want to enjoy and have a lot of fun with. Um, but yes... I am going to just start wrapping up now a little bit. Um, obviously, games I've been playing over the last couple of weeks, obviously, Tears of the Kingdom. Loving it, playing a lot of it. Uh, dived into Splatoon 3 a little bit. Uh, done a few more matches on there. Tetris 99, Animal Crossing, checking on my island. I'm not checking as much as I used to. Like, I think I can go two or three days, sometimes almost a week, without checking in on... My island is just a bit unlike me. I was religiously every day. Amiga Strikers, I've still been playing a little bit of that. Been enjoying that so far. Um, my Xbox and PS5 haven't had much use since Zelda's come out, unfortunately. Um, I am very much looking forward to getting stuck into Magic and Clank Rift Apart. Um, that is a game that I absolutely wanted to get stuck into, and it's now on. Um, we're coming on to the uh, PlayStation Plus catalogue, so going to get that in my library and get stuck into that. Um, but yeah, that's what some of my plans to do. So hopefully, I will get some gameplay videos of that up as well. Haven't tried to record my PS Five yet, so hopefully, 
that will work smoothly enough. Um, but yes, I am very, very much enjoying everything I've played so far recently. Um, done a couple more bits on Pokemon Violet as well. I'm in the post game now. I have completed the main storyline. Um, haven't started the revisiting of the gyms, annoyingly. Um, something I'm not going to take my time with. I'm not going to rush into that. Um, but it's something for me to do and work through still. Um, but yeah, I am going to kind of wrap up here. So please don't forget to uh, don't forget to check out the um, Game Junkies podcast. Uh, I know recently they've done a quick review of WWE 2K. I know they're doing some individual shows as well as their group stuff. I think they're doing like quick reviews of some games, which is pretty cool. Um, we've obviously got the Game Junkies uh, do Dungeons & Dragons on the Dungeon Junkies channel. Um, amazing stories, amazing characters, amazing chaos whenever I ever hear some of the recordings for it. It does seem to be absolutely bon- uh, bonkers and, ex- and insane. So make sure you do check those out, those guys out. Um, as always, you can find me on Twitter at ChrisLewis37 and you can find my YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Chris, forward slash Chris Reactor one um, I do post a lot, majority of my videos onto, face, onto Twitter, so if you do find me on Twitter, you should be able to find my channel quite easily. Um, but yeah, I just want to say a massive thank you for listening if you still are, and I will hopefully speak to you in a couple of weeks. And thank you, mate. This podcast is a Mass Attack production for Visionaries Global Media.